Hi, this is Bernard Zimmermann. And Philip Wurter. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. And a warm welcome from my side as well. In this series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. In today's episode, our 19th, we want to continue our conversation on conscious listening and pick up where we left it in our last episode. In episode 18, we talked about four different levels of what we term as conscious listening and why we distinguish that from active listening and the three levels of listening as defined by, for example, CTI, the Coaches Training Institute. So just to recap quickly, level one is what is actually said in terms of words and content. Level two is what is not said, but implied between the lines or through body language, intonation, and energy. And this is where we left off last time. Let's start with level three. Thanks, Bernard. If we look at the third level, or the third channel, as we can also call it, it is different from the way that CTI, for instance, defines the third and final level. When we look at level three, we talk about our mind sidetracks. The thoughts and emotions that interrupt our active listening because we now start listening to our own voice. As I said in our last episode, when we listen, we probably only listen for a few seconds, and then we switch to listening to our own chatter or what we think other people are saying. And that is when we are in level three. So if we go to the third level or the third channel, and this is an important level, but it's maybe slightly different than I know CTI looks at this. So in level three, we talk about our mind side tracks. So if we listen to people or we listen to a conversation, we have the chatter that happens in our own mind. And that is on a cognitive level. As I said earlier, normally if we listen, we listen to three seconds and then we switch to what we think other people are saying. And that's where we're in level three. And the mistake that we often make is we now switch from channel one to channel three and we pretend that channel three is the real channel. Mm -hmm. And we're no longer listening. We're listening to our own interpretation, to our own thoughts, our own opinions. And if we transpose the one for the other, we're making a serious mistake in listening. However, mm. when we talk about level three, this is an important part because the thoughts that emerge in the conscious mind and in the awareness are really important. The themes that come up there are really important. And again, if we use these thoughts, these themes through questions and we bring it back into what's happening on level one, we now use curiosity to fuel that and to deepen the conversation. That reminds me, you know, in some occasions when I facilitate the workshop, I uh, discussions with people and I notice intuitively something is happening. I could see it in the face and ask people, so what's going through our mind? And then people say, oh, nothing, nothing. Just that it, it was something else that just popped up and said, well, why don't you share that with us? It may actually trigger something. And then they realize actually they made a contribution because it was a sidetrack, but a sidetrack that the team knew about why it would emerge. I wouldn't know about it. 
And it, it helped actually to, to open the discussion and bring some more elements in what we were covering at the moment. Very true. You know, very often people who are, let's say, more shy, who find it difficult to break into a conversation, you can see the things happening on their basis. But somehow it is really difficult for them to enter into the conversation. And if you now ask them, what's happening? What are you thinking? You're creating a space for them to add what they think. And they sometimes bring in really valuable insights into that conversation. Because if you are shy, it doesn't mean that you sit there and you don't listen. You're actually listening more than everybody else is listening. Mm. So this level three happens on both sides in your own mind as well as in the mind of others. And you can use this in a very, very positive way. Yeah. Also on level three, we are talking about interruptions because level three triggers interruptions in an interpersonal space. It's how we deal with these interruptions that is in that interpersonal space between us. As you said, you see an interruption, there is something happening in somebody's face, and you use that as an op the opportunity to become curious about what is there. So you bring curiosity into it. Mm. How do you see interruptions? In cases like what, what I just described, they're very productive, they can be very helpful and bring but widen the space for the, for the discussion. I notice it in, in my own cases. Sometimes I have these interruptions and I thought that was triggered by something that was actually not there. And I was hooked onto that thought. At the end of the day, at least it was my judgment call at the time, or is my judgment call that maybe that doesn't help to, be, to bring it into the discussion mm -hmm. because it hasn't got a direct relation I could notice uh, with what we were talking about. Yeah. And sometimes it's embarrassing you know, to say, oh, sorry, I was just distracted by this. And uh, it could help. But sometimes I said, rather put it aside and spend the time in, in the connection and go back to level one in the listening. You know, as you were speaking, I was also reminded of that all of these things happen at the same time. Mm. And if we are aware and we are curiously aware of what is happening, it's like you're in a mixing desk, mixing audio. You have four channels and you are playing with the volume sliders and pushing the, the one up while you reduce the other so that you are able to really get the best out of this conversation as possible. You know, we also spoke mm. in the previous episode of you are the conductor. Yeah. And this is essentially what you are. Yes, let's say there are 16 people in the conversation and there are four channels. Mm. And you're able to move in and out of it to make sure that everybody gets the best benefit out of the conversation. And that's where it becomes really valuable. Mm. In level four, we are talking about meta interruptions. So meta interruptions, on the one hand, is intuition. Intuition is very different from what we earlier talked about in level three, mind sidetracks. Mind sidetracks are on a cognitive level. Whereas mm. intuition is something that happens spontaneously in your subconscious. You could see a picture or you could have a mm. sense of something. And that is mm. very different from a conscious thought that bubbles up in your awareness. If you become curious about that and bring it into the conversation 
or at least react to it in some way, you can use that as a theme for curiosity mm. and become playful about that. What is your experience with that? Absolutely. For me, sometimes that there's something, and I don't even remember in the moment, what was it that was powering up the intuition, but all of a sudden I felt it, it wells up in me. And I, okay, there is a contribution. I can bring that in. And I guess sometimes it's that there's something happening on the screen I'm not aware of, maybe even the flicker on the screen, or there's something either I notice in the back of my rooms a noise or something else. You know, the famous things when kids <laughs> run through the, the background of a video screen or all of a sudden the tail of a cat swings into the camera. <laughs> I said, like, oh, right, what's, what does that mean? So things that, as you said, they're more in a subconscious we may not notice, maybe only afterwards in a reflection notice, ah, it may have been this, why all of a sudden that thought emerged. I, I needed to bring it into discussion, otherwise I, I would have lost some elements that could add value. Absolutely. And you know, our emotions are also elements that we can use on level four to become curious. Because something that I know, for instance, if I become frustrated when I'm leading a workshop, mm. That is a signal. Here is some frustration and I need to really pay attention to it. That doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else is frustrated, but I need to really take care of that and become curious about that because that is having an impact on what is happening in the listening. Yeah. We spoke earlier about body language and that you need to be aware of what's happening in each of the screens. Now, you can't watch each screen continuously but you need to be aware of that. But then also, there is the sort of a global impact of what's happening in all the screens. Mm -hmm. If you see something happening in all the screens and you ignore it, you're not being curious. Mm -hmm. And that happening may be something not happening, which means that if people are not moving and people are all the, everybody's facing down and you don't see anybody's eyes, well, joke-wise, maybe they all fell asleep. That's a message to you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, you know, there is the meta level. What's happening in all the rooms? And you yes. need to be aware of that. And then something that's difficult to explain, but there is a sense of space where you're in an online conversation and you have the screen separating you. But if the sense of space is there, somehow the screen disappears. It doesn't matter. You are using all your faculties in listening at all the levels and you're just bringing yourself in at the right moment mm. because you're hearing things. Um, something that I want to bring in here is if you're in a room, for instance, so let's say I'm in a workshop and there are 10 people, so there are five groups of two spread over the room and each one of them is having their own conversation and you're standing in the middle of the room intuitively sometimes you just hear one or two words from somewhere mm -hmm. and you know you need to attend to that or you know you need to bring this back into a conversation later it's not that you're listening but subconsciously you are hearing that and the same yes. happens online mm -hmm. but it could be visual it could also be audio and for me i think in online I pay, now I have a, a very strong visual channel from my, the way I, I interact. Online, the visual is important because people are less 
kind of open to speak or utter something because they know they, they would interrupt other people to speak. But you clearly get the signal and that pops up, at least in my experience. Sometimes you think, why on earth do I now all of a sudden look at the top right-hand corner of that one person? And I noticed then something and said, because just at the level, you know, uh, the edge of the subconscious, it brought my eye because there's something going on there. You know, so what happens in the rooms physically is important, but it doesn't mean that because something happens, you need to bring that up every time. Hmm. Let's say, for instance, using the example that you brought before, you could just see the tail of a cat come through. Now, in the time-space topic, that tail of the cat, through curiosity, may bring you to ask the right question, and that hmm. might be the right thing. But if the tail of the cat comes every five minutes, that doesn't mean that you now need to react to that every five minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because otherwise you are now putting a truth into it. And yep. all of these inputs are just elements that you need to become curious about. Mm. Yep. They're not fact in themselves. Now, the other element we shouldn't forget about as well you know, on the meta levels is also technology. Uh, yes. Technology play a role and interruptions or what happens in a technology, you, maybe you lose the video signal, it comes back on, or you lose audio or the connection breaks down. That's something to notice as well. Not judge on it, but as you said, get curious in what's going on. I think you, you mentioned an example you had in one of your coaching interactions, Philip. There's actually two examples. So the first example, coming to the one that you pointed out, I once had a coaching session where in the coaching session, we were approaching a topic and there was another topic that came in. It wasn't the topic of the conversation. And when we got to this specific topic, the connection was interrupted. So we got back together again, recapped a moment. And then when we got to the same topic, the connection was again interrupted. And this happened a third time. Wow. Now, in our normal frame of mind, we'd say, oh, God, I'm, this technology makes me so furious. But actually, the technology was telling me, here is something that you are in danger of just glossing over. You mm -hmm. need to deepen this. And it turned out to be exactly the fact. So if something like that happens and you bring curiosity into it, you change the energy and you start playing with it. The other example that I want to play with is... In a much earlier episode, we said that technology is only a challenge if you don't master it. Mm -hmm. And we both were in a workshop recently where one person came into the workshop with a completely new laptop. Yes. And as that. we entered the workshop, there was just technology, hassle, technology, hassle, technology, hassle, technology, hassle. And what I noticed was because of the attitude to technology, because of the space that we were able to provide, that never became a hassle in mm -hmm. the session. And everybody was willing to cut this person some slack, support and help, and even drag out the right information from the person in the workshop. Yes, he was facing technology hassles, but it's somehow we were able to overcome that. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The interesting part for me in the observation and in reflection afterwards is that I think that was also indicating that he was struggling with some parts of the concept, mm -hmm. uh, some relationships in the team. He wasn't the best integrated person in the team. 
And I think that's the parallel, what the technology showed us in that interaction. And it was good that we had a good setting for them to open the space that he could move into the team or get closer into the interaction. I actually think that you've got a point because if I think back on that specific situation and I listened to, in my mind, listen to one of the participants who was working with this person, I was surprised by the openness and the curiosity in that moment. And I had the feeling that some of the technology issues that this person faced were maybe not so much technology issues as the person being the victim and mm. giving the technology the blame for not necessarily having the right answer or the right attitude or mm. what was required in the moment. And that the space that his partner opened for him allowed him to overcome that. So what is your insight from the discussion that we've had so far about the levels of listening and curiosity? I like the picture you, you used uh, throughout, well, at, at one moment said, see it as a, as a mixing desk. And I'd see this huge thing in front of yeah. you can tune in, tune out. And 16 by four channels uh, <laughs> is, is a massive task on one hand. But I, I think it's a point to get used to that and build up the awareness. And curiosity is, for me, the driver. You need to have the curiosity to play with the channels, mm -hmm. but stay in connection and stay in conscious listening in the interaction you engaged in. Yeah, it's great that you talk about that because what I didn't say when talking about the image of this desk is that if you think about this, manning a desk and using all those levers at the same time sounds like a huge challenge. But actually, if you start doing this, it becomes subconscious. Mm. That's how you are able to play with curiosity. And curiosity for me is like an energy it becomes incredibly powerful. The question just is, how do you fire up curiosity? Because yeah. you, we work with curiosity, but how do you fire that up? In my experience, I don't believe that inherently we are great at starting with curiosity. That's yeah. what I want to leave to our next episode, because that's something that I discovered in many workshops that you can actually consciously start curiosity. In our next episode, we will talk about in depth about how to ask questions. And to help you reflect for these sessions, we suggest the following. Think about the way you ask questions and then write down three techniques that you use consciously in interaction by asking questions. What impact do they have on your own curiosity? That's it from me. Thank you, everyone. And a big thank you from me as well. But finally, before we go, if you'd like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel free to do so either on LinkedIn.com, Bernard Zimmermann, contact, spelled C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philip Water. We're both based in Germany. Or connect via email at philip at boerta.net or bernhard.zimmermann at contactinternational.com that is c-o-n hyphen t-a-c-t hyphen international.com 
We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.